0: non-stop talk radio streaming 24 hours a day TalkZone.com Now, InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Modern technology can be a wonderful thing. It can improve our lives and make life easier. Unfortunately, It can also make life easier for the bad guys in committing crimes. And what can we do about that? Well, joining us on InfoTrack is someone who knows the answers Ira Winkler. Ira, welcome to InfoTrack.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Now, you have an extensive career in security. You work for the National Security Agency as an undercover analyst chief security strategist for Hewlett-Packard, and you're a partner now with a company called CSC, which is a huge technology firm, and you've written a book called Spies Among Us. Are there really that many spies, terrorists, hackers, and criminals out there, Ira?
1: The answer in short is yes. I mean, all you have to do these days is turn on your computer and check your email And if you're not seeing, like, 50,000 spam messages, at least one or two of those are going to be phishing attacks. In other words, fake email addresses or apparently fake messages from your bank asking you to provide them with all your most sensitive information. That's on top of the spyware that you see every day. And I'm not even talking about the petty criminals that you pass in a physical world on a regular basis. But, you know, that's just like by turning on your computer every morning, that's what you're running into.
0: Now, are most of these people who send this stuff out organized, or are these just you know, individuals who, who are trying to make a buck or rip somebody off?
1: Most of these are organized because it's actually a relatively complicated technological issue, but let me try to get down to the basics. Many, many people are leaving their computers vulnerable to different attacks on the Internet. And what happens is there are these hackers out there for profit who basically find these vulnerable computers, install some software on your computer without you knowing about it, and basically take over your computer on a periodic basis to send out spam messages, to use your computer to attack other people, and a variety of other malicious things, all without you knowing about it. And people sell access to your computer over the internet, ironically, so that if one company wants to send out spam messages, they'll go to this, what's known as the zombie network. And pay to have access to your own computer. I'm not even talking yet about the people who attack your computer and put spyware on your computer to see if you enter any financial information or other critical data.
0: Now, I've been told that even if you are a savvy computer user and you use, you know, the recommended protection software, firewalls, and all of that, if somebody really wants to get into your computer, They will. If there's somebody sophisticated out there, they can get in no matter what you do. Is that right?
1: That's a yes and a no. What you really need is what I call defense in depth because let's say you buy antivirus software, you buy a personal firewall and things like that. Somebody could theoretically compromise you through spyware through your email. But if you have anti-spyware software and you have, again, the right other software checking on it, the attack won't necessarily get to your computer. I would say for the home computer, 99% of the time, or if not more, the attack occurs or the attack is successful because the home computer user leaves themselves open. 99 plus percent of the time in the business environment, that's also the case. But again, you usually have to take an action to enable, because I know personally because of you know all the dealings I have with hackers i 'm regularly targeted, and luckily i haven 't had any significant incidents yet, but again, I always tell people there 's no such thing as perfect security so that 's why I say luckily
0: we 're talking with Ira Winkler, author of spies among us and he 's an expert in cyber crime and all of this security uh, stuff that you get involved with in Protecting the United States and protecting all the way down to your own personal computer. Ira, you talk in the book about some of the things that might involve the U.S. in terms of stealing nuclear reactor designs and things like that. Is that happening out there?
1: Yes. As a matter of fact, for example, I have personally stolen nuclear reactor designs from secured facilities, infiltrated Fortune 5 companies and the like. And the thing is that more than half the time these days, we're finding actual evidence that somebody was there doing malicious things before we were doing our simulations. So, for example, when I stole the nuclear reactor designs, we found that somebody else beat us to it. Mm. And when we checked the log files, when we were breaking into the Fortune 5 company, we found there was a Chinese intelligence operation operating across the street from the company we were doing the assessment of, as an example.
0: Wow. Well, I guess everybody's after the United States information. You know, we have some of the best information, some of the best technology. As I understand it, even some of our allies, our friendly countries, are spying on us, too, just to get the information.
1: Yeah, I I interviewed Pierre Marion from my book, The Former Head of French Intelligence, the DGSE, and he was saying there is no such thing as an economic ally. You know, everybody is an adversary. I'm not going to say an enemy, but the word is generally an adversary where the friendly countries, your friendly competitors, are all interested in doing what's in their best interest. There's a whole different set of morality out there. For example, economic espionage, while we look at as, gee, we would never want to do that. That seems immoral. In France, that's accepted as a standard part of doing business. As a matter of fact, in the United States, it's a standard part of doing business. You know, not necessarily legally, but when I interview prosecutors, when I ask them, what about all this foreign intelligence, like, spying on U.S. companies, they're like, 95% of the incidents we see are U.S. companies spying on U.S. companies. The foreign companies and the foreign intelligence agencies are doing it, too, but not to the scope that we're doing it to ourselves.
0: Now, you would go into a company and advise the management how to protect themselves from all of this various crime. In fact, you have a chapter in your book called How the Spies Really Get You, and you talk about all sorts of things, people working outside of the office or dumpster diving, I guess it's called, or all of this stuff. Could you just talk about that for a minute?
1: People like to look at espionage as like, Mission Impossible, where Tom Cruise goes crawling through air conditioner ducts. Nothing, frankly, is further from the truth. Most of the times the way spies get you, or criminals in general, get you through the simple things. So, for example, I've seen sensitive pieces of information thrown in the trash like they're garbage or put in recycling bins on the street for anyone to take. People leave passwords stuck to their monitors so that anybody walking by, you know, it's not just the coworkers, it's the janitors, it's the security guards, it's visitors there late at night that happen to go by, can get access to people's computer systems. I see file cabinets with social security numbers where everybody's afraid of identity theft. I walk around companies and see stacks of social security numbers and names sitting on people's desks in their inbox waiting to process one document or another. I once saw a stack about four inches thick of all the company's employees and their social security numbers and other critical information just sitting on somebody's desk out in the open that anybody walking by, and this was a receptionist's desk, so anybody coming in could have theoretically grabbed this information. It's the little things that really add up to the billion-dollar losses.
0: Now, what does the future hold, Ira, would you say, as far as this whole situation of technology and we're kind of losing a grip on our personal information. Are we going to see more laws passed? And is that really going to matter?
1: I tend to say we're going to probably see more laws. We've had so many incidents to this point where industry tells the government not to regulate us, but then we see millions of identities theoretically compromised through, like, a Bank of America incident. We have ChoicePoint. We have DSW. So we are probably going to see laws. I don't necessarily see the laws as helping a great deal. I see the laws as possibly giving companies more incentive to do things better and take care of the little things. So I have some hope there. The reality is that the crimes we're going to see in the future are just going to be newer versions of the crimes we see today. You know, we see phishing attacks where somebody tries to steal your identity via a spam email message. That was enabled by spam. Spam is essentially a new form of direct marketing. You know, we're just seeing the same crimes getting brought into the future, taking advantage of technologies. Same thing with computer hacking. We normally didn't see that for all these compromises of identity, but now we are moving to the Internet. So while identities used to be stolen through computer printouts, now they're being stolen electronically. The fundamental nature of crime is the same. It's just that they adapt the technologies because, as Willie Sutton once said, that's where the money is. And it's going to be the same things, again, mostly enabled... Because people don't exercise, com- well, I shouldn't say they don't exercise common sense. They don't have the common knowledge to understand that the little things enable the big crime. And if they did, then they could exercise common sense.
0: Fascinating stuff. Ira Winkler, author of Spies Among Us. Do you have a website, Ira?
1: Yes, you can go to irawinkler.com.
0: Terrific. Spies Among Us, fascinating stuff. And Ira, thanks so much for joining us on InfoTrack.
1: Thank you for having me. It's been great.
0: You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.